This is Ben Grauer. Words by the millions have been published and broadcast dealing with the integration crisis at Central High School in Little Rock. The president, governors, the highest courts, the military, all these have been drawn into legal aspects of the problem which touches deepest principles of American life. But the final solution of this crisis must rest in the minds and emotions of the students of Central High. Tonight, NBC News brings you an intimate glimpse of their thoughts. Seven Central High pupils, representing all shades of student thinking, were brought together by Mrs. Joan Ricketts, a correspondent for Norwegian newspapers. Their discussion is informal. So were the circumstances surrounding the recording of their words. At times, they accidentally tapped the microphone or ignored it entirely, so that the recording will require your closest attention, an attention which should be rewarding. The students participating are Sammy Dean Parker, Kay Bacon, Robin Woods, Joseph Fox, white pupils, Ernest Green, Minnie Jean Brown, Melba Patillo, Negro pupils. As we join the group, Mrs. Ricketts is asking the panel what they think would happen if all troops were withdrawn from around the school. The first reply is by one of the white girls, Sammy Parker. What do you say about that, Sammy? Well, um, I have heard talk around school, but I wouldn't say for sure that there would be any... As we covered in the previous episode, number 143 of Breaking Walls, in Little Rock, Arkansas, on September 4th, 1957, Nine African-American students attempted to attend their first day of high school at the newly integrated Little Rock Central High. The National Guard, on orders of the Arkansas Governor Orville Faubus, prevented the students from entering the school. The governor then locked himself in his mansion, refusing to come out. President Dwight D. Eisenhower soon met with the governor, and the National Guard was removed. On September 23rd, the nine students entered Little Rock Central High for the first time ignoring verbal abuse and threats from a crowd outside. Well, I feel the same way that Robin does. I don't mind them going to school with me. I mean, the Supreme Court made this decision, and I feel that, that you ought, since the Supreme Court is there to make decisions like that, I believe that you ought to abide by what they say and not have all this violence and stuff that we've been having. I think it's it's mostly the violence that we had that one Monday morning. It was mostly the parents and a lot of the people that were out in front of school I don't think even had children in school. What is it exactly that you have against having Negroes in your school? Okay. I think it's that they've got schools to go to of their own. That's what most of us have. When the mob realized the students had entered the school, Violence erupted, and seven journalists were attacked. Not because that I have a school of my own. I mean, I, being a citizen of the United States, have just as much right as other person. As the situation deteriorated, school officials, fearing for the students' safety, dismissed the Little Rock Nine at lunchtime. Why should I have to go two miles, two or three miles every day when there's a school in my district? I mean, it's not that I want to socialize, uh, mix with other people, but it's just that I want to get an education, just like everyone else. The next day, President Eisenhower ordered paratroopers from the 101st Airborne Division to escort the students to the building, 
signaling out those bent on disrupting the federal integration mandate. Over the following days, Eisenhower federalized 10,000 Arkansas National Guardsmen, removing them from the control of the governor. The Little Rock Nine were finally able to attend classes in late September, but they faced threats, verbal abuse, and hazing from both white students and adults alike. On Thursday, October 17, 1957, NBC radio broadcast a special with students from Little Rock Central High about their feelings on integration. Have come to our school with their headphones. Uh, uh, you said that they had gotten along without mixing in school. Does so that mean um, mixing socially or just being together? Being together and going to school. Well, getting along outside is still mixing together, but not socially. Oh, you don't have to be socially <laughs> in school. Do you? No, uh, really, I mean, the purpose of our going to school is not for socialization. That, I mean, really, I don't know how people get that idea. We're going there for education, uh, education only. Hmm. Uh, if you didn't have school, I mean, what have you been taught that makes you just hate it so much? I don't hate you. I think y'all have a lot better, a lot nicer schools than we have much more modern. Right, Bobby. <laughs> well, Horace Mann is a beautiful school, I'll admit that. But I've heard that. Uh, they don't have the same opportunities inside, do they, Ernest? Uh, let me make that clear. Horace Mann is a modern building. It is new, extremely new. But when Horace Mann just doesn't have the courses that Central has, Horace Mann, Central has all those thematic courses. That I, I'm even taking a course this year they don't offer over to Horace Mann. That's government. Well, uh, in our social life, a grown-up, you will have to live and work together with Negroes. You all agree that we have to live together, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think it is possible to start working this out on a more sensible basis than violent demonstrations then? No, I don't. Because the South has always been against racialism, and I think that they will fight this thing to the end. What do you mean to the end? What do you fight for? Well, we fight for our freedom. That's one thing, and we don't have any freedom. Anymore. Can you not be free together when we grow? Can you not be free? Well, I'd like to mention one thing. I can remember last year, I had one good year at Central, and it has not been a good year this year. Ernest? Uh, she, uh, Sammy, uh, you said that you don't have freedom I wonder what do you mean by that you don't have freedom? You're guaranteed the uh, freedoms in the uh, Bill of Rights and the Constitution. You have the freedom of speech. And I've noticed that that has been exercised a whole lot in Little Rock. Uh, uh, do you call those truths freedom? I don't. <laughs> and I also do not call freedom when you all are being escorted into the school every morning. Why don't they just let you come from your home? by yourself to school. What would happen yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what would happen. I just wonder. That's what I mean by freedom. Yeah. All right, Sally, would you answer back? Yeah, I mean, Ernest, would you answer back? Uh, you say, uh, why did the troops come here? It is because that uh, our government, our state government, went against the federal law. And when a state, this is a federal uh our state, our country is set up so that we have 48 states, 
and no one state has the ability to overrule our national government. I thought that was what our country was built around. I mean, that's why we fight. We fought World War II together. Uh, the fellows that I know died in World War II, they died in the Korean War. I mean, well, why should my friends get out there and die for a cause called democracy when I can't even exercise my rights? Tell me that. Uh, Robin, as a moderate, I agree with Ernest that uh, the freedom, I mean, we don't have because they're escorted to school by the federal troops, is that uh, the National Guard, the Arkansas National Guard, was, was there, were there, to keep them from coming in and to obey the, the federal law and to protect us from ourselves. And, oh dear. Well, <laughs> Joe, as, 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 I think as, they're there to maintain law and order. All right, Joe, as a, as a moderate also, what do you think? Well, now, Sammy, I don't know what freedom has been taken away from you because the troops are there. I know as a senior myself, the troops haven't kept me from going to my classes or participating in any school activities. I mean, they're there just to keep order in case some, I might use the term hothead, get riled up. But I think as long as the... If the parents would just stay out of it and let the children or the students at Central High figure it out for themselves, I think it would be a whole lot better. I think the students are mature enough to figure it out for themselves. We nine amigos that are in our school now are real intelligent. We know we are real kind to it. And you haven't tried anything to, you know, start anything like that. But what will the next amigos do? The next five or six hundred, what will they do? Will they be as quiet about the whole thing as you are? Joe? Well, I think, Sammy, and, and uh, I, I don't think when six or seven, maybe 800 more colored students come over there, I don't think that as far as violence go, we have fights over there at school all the time. Is this over this issue? No, no, no over oh, anything. Mean, we don't fight fighting. over anything. But. Although the conditions the Little Rock Nine had to endure were deplorable, when the spring of 1958 came around, eight of the nine, had successfully completed the school year. I remember one incident when even girls get together and rip each other's blouses off.